Hello, welcome to the Really Centralized interviews. And today we're talking to Sam Patterson from Open Bazaar. Hello, Sam. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so, uh, tell me about Open Bazaar. What, what uh, briefly? What is it? How's it? How's it work? Sure. So, <clears throat> before I get into that, I'll tell you what it isn't. Right. So, the the standard way right now that we do commerce online is through these centralized uh, companies, eBay, Amazon, Etsy, right? Everyone's used them. Um, the issues with the current system is that these companies, they take a cut of each transaction, typically 10 or 15%. They monitor the data that has, uh, of all the trades that's being done on their platform, right? So everyone's selling, purchasing the transactions, the details of the buyer and the seller, et cetera. Um, they also censor trade. Right, based on behalf of governments or based on their own interests, they will censor trade on their platform. For, for example, Amazon sells a uh, media streaming device called a Fire Stick. They banned their competitor, Google, from selling their media streaming device, the Chromecast. Right? So these platforms are willing to, to censor based on their own benefits. Um, they use these tightly yeah. controlled payment systems. Uh, so Credit cards, right, are tied to identity. You have to apply for them. They cost money. Um, PayPal is similar. And so the, the bottom line is the current system is very tightly controlled and centralized. Open Bazaar is a completely different way of doing online trade. So what you actually do is you have a piece of software, which is free. It's open source. Uh, and if anyone listening can download it from openbazaar.org. And you run it on your local computer, and it connects you directly to other people running the same piece of software. It creates this peer-to-peer -peer network of people buying and selling goods and services with each other directly. So there's no middleman. There's no cut being taken, right? There's no 10 or 15% cut. There's no monitoring of data from any centralized source. So the, the, the data in every transaction is between the parties involved, the buyer and the seller. Um, there's no censorship. Right. So just yeah. to check, the total cut from like PayPal and eBay or Amazon is ten or fifteen percent, is it? Uh, or or more if there are payment systems being used on top of it, right? So uh, you know, eBay might charge ten percent, and then using PayPal could be you know two or three percent. Uh, Amazon might charge fifteen percent, and the cut from a credit card could be three percent. So it, it varies. You know, Etsy has a little bit cheaper, but but a lot of centralized platforms are. You know, roughly 10, 15, maybe even 20%. So on a bazaar, okay. that cut doesn't exist because there's no one in the middle. Uh, and that allows people to trade without censorship as well, right? Literally, it's computer A connecting to computer B, the buyer and the seller. And so no one can come in and stop that trade from occurring. Um, and it uses Bitcoin, which means that these tightly controlled payment systems, right? Bitcoin is very different than those. Bitcoin does not require identification. Uh, it's cheaper to use. They can't you can't reverse transactions, so it's it's more secure. So the bottom line is, Open Bazaar is not this tightly controlled existing e-commerce system. It's really genuinely free trade done without any middlemen. That's that's the difference. Okay, so if I'm a shop, how do I list my things on it? Just from a user's point of view, how does it work? So you would go to openbazaar.org, you would download the installer to your local computer, and you, you would run it, right? So anyone who's you know installed Skype or any other program on their computer is familiar with this process. Um, basically, 
what they'll see when the app first starts is a list of goods and services from other users that are using the software everywhere around the world. Um, and if you choose to sell things, you just click on your little store button on the, on the top right there, and it will say, you know, a place for you to add listings or add information about your store or yourself or connect to, you know, other um, social media profiles, whatever. And the rest is very much similar to the standard e-commerce experience of listing your items, putting photos, putting details about your item, putting in the shipping costs, etc. And the rest is basically like, you know, anyone who's used uh, sold things on eBay, except the currency being used is strictly Bitcoin. Uh, there, there is no PayPal, there is no credit card, it's just using Bitcoin. Um, now, people can choose to list things in uh, fiat currency prices, so you know, US dollars, for example, or pounds or whatever, um, and the Bitcoin price would float from there. So you don't have to strictly list it in the price of Bitcoin, you can list it in Bitcoin, you can list it in, in currency. Um, and then the, the sales happen like any other platform. The Bitcoin comes in and the goods go out, uh, hopefully everyone's happy. There is uh, an escrow service available for people who maybe don't trust the vendor, don't know them. Uh, we have what's called a uh, two of three multi-signature escrow. And I don't know how familiar your audience is with Bitcoin, but basically the idea is uh, instead of having one person who controls the Bitcoin directly, you have joint ownership over the Bitcoin and people must agree before the funds can go anywhere. So the way we use it is two of three multi-signature, which means there are three parties involved in the trade, the buyer, the seller, and a third party called a moderator. And any two of those can agree to release the funds. Hopefully those two people are the buyer and the seller when the trade goes through and everyone's happy. But if there's a problem, either the buyer or seller can reach out to this third party moderator who steps in and determines who, you know, which party is at fault, and releases funds, it joins with the winning party to release funds to them. So if you trust the moderator, in theory, uh, you, know, you should not be scammed on, on the network or run into problems. Okay, so just sticking on the subject of the, the moderator and the people, it's a two-sided market, and all of those, you obviously have to have enough buyers and enough sellers for it to take off. And you're kind of in beta at the moment, aren't you? What's your kind of, how many people are using it now, and what's your plan for how to get it to scale and enough that people can actually credibly use it and find things on it. So we launched the first version of the software back in April of this year. Um, and, and since then, we've seen thousands of people around the world uh, use the software. And, and there are currently, um, I don't know the exact numbers right now, but there's roughly seven or 8,000 items being listed on the network at the moment. Um, because the network is completely peer-to-peer, Right. There's no we can't like go on and monitor all the, the statistics around how many transactions are happening or how many people are using the platform. It's more private than other platforms, which is a good thing. We, we don't want to know those numbers, um, but you're able to learn some things through proxy data or um, anecdotes. Right. And it's exciting to see how many people from different countries are actually using it. Um, there's actually an article that was posted uh, this morning at the, the Bitcoin.com website saying the top five items being sold in Open Bazaar, and it goes through all the different, more popular items that are being sold on the platform right now, and it really runs the gamut. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different food being sold from around the world, which is fun. Um, there's some cigarette shops uh, that are being sold. You know, duty-free stuff, um, comic books, uh, clothing. I mean, really, it's kind of 
it's not that much different than other e-commerce uh, stores in terms of the mix of goods that are occurring on the platform. Okay, um, so I'm super interested in the business models behind this because like three or four years ago when I first looked at decentralization, getting how to fund mm -hmm. it and how you pay for the software to be really good quality. What's your, your method both getting capital and then on an ongoing basis, making sure there's enough money to make the software better? Sure, so OpenBazaar itself is not a company or even an organization. Uh, this is just a software project, just open source software free to use. There's no, as we mentioned before, there's no cut being taken. It's just all completely free, no fees. Now, there is, there are companies building on top of this piece of software. So it's sort of like Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is this free open source project. There's no company making money. Bitcoin itself is not a company making money, but there are companies that build on top of it. Same with OpenBazaar. Um, the biggest uh, and earliest company is called OB1. Uh, of which I am a co-founder, and a few of the earliest involved developers in OpenBazaar, including the person who started the project, Brian Hoffman, uh, co-founded this company, OB1. And so uh, we don't directly profit from OpenBazaar, right? If we were to, uh, we do a lot of development of the code itself. If we were to introduce, you know, a fee into the code to give us money, it would probably be forked uh, away and someone else would, you know, <laughs> introduce a cheaper, really free version. So we're not doing that. What we're doing is, um, first, we're trying to build the best product possible. We really believe that the benefits of peer-to-peer -peer trade are substantial enough that there will be many people using it in the, in the you know, near future. And so we think that there are ways to offer, those, uh, offer services to those users moving forward and, and get paid for them. So uh, the, the <clears throat> to back up for a second, the, the, the middlemen involved in, in trade online right now, the Amazons and Ebays and whatever, it's not like the cut that they're taking is, um, is for nothing, right? Like they are providing services to users. They're providing dispute resolution. Uh, they're providing some amount of like advertising or marketing by the fact that there's so many people on the same platform. And they're providing these different services to users. <clears throat> the issue is you're locked into the same platform and there's no competition among those services for for those users, right? eBay gives you dispute resolution by eBay, and that's all you can choose from. So what we're doing is saying, you don't have to pay for any of these services, right? It's a completely, totally free platform. If you choose to pay for services, it's done on a competitive marketplace. And in theory, the services are going to be cheaper than the existing middlemen provide them. So we want to be a service provider on the network um, that is provides better service than the middlemen on the other networks, basically. And as part of that, you'll develop the core platform as well. Is there... Yes, yes, uh, because I mean, just you know, we need to have more people to provide services to. But also, like the people who founded Obi Wan specifically, like we were all doing this as a side project for a year in our own time, just because we thought this was something that needed to exist, right? Like we didn't go into it thinking we're going to build a company. We just wanted mm. some, you know, a cool dis distributed marketplace to spend our Bitcoin on. Um, so, uh, but yes, we did. We do think the idea is valuable enough that we start a company. Now, <clears throat> um, fortunately, others agree and we raised venture capital funding, Obi-Wan did. Uh, so that that's how uh, we got funding in order to hire developers and really make OpenBazaar something that was and professional and, and uh, could actually sustain a significant amount of uh, commerce online. 
just to get uh, people work on it, uh, full-time equivalent? Uh, your audio broke up a little bit there. I think you were asking how many people work on it. Um, the the OB1 company right now has, I believe, nine full-time employees. Uh, but because this is a completely open source project, there's uh, more than that who are actually contributing to the software. And there are other companies built on OpenBazaar as well. Uh, one other one that's uh, based in the UK is called Duo Search. Uh, or I believe they're called uh, just Duo or Duo Money, actually. But their product is Duo Search, which is a search engine for the OpenBazaar network. They sort of crawl the network, scrape the data, and then list the stuff on the web. Uh, because OpenBazaar is not directly accessible on the web, so they, they provide that service, which is really cool. If you want to check out OpenBazaar without dialing the software, though I think you should download the software and check it out, you can use do a search to look for listings. Fantastic. OK, a technical question. Um, so there's obviously a few complicated technologies in it. I'm particularly interested in what the state of like building a network is and the firewall punching kind of thing. And yeah. in, in, if you have distributed search, how, how that works, or just generally, uh, any particular technical things inside the, the code that are interesting to mention? Yeah, so it's really hard to build a distributed app. Um, part of that is you have to build something that works across all the different users' operating systems and all the different versions of their operating systems and all the different users' uh, networks. Um, which can be, you know, there's so many different types of network configurations. And so if you look at the different variations there can be for any person's computer, there's thousands of them. And we have to build something that works on all of them, which is really difficult to do. Um, we found early on that um, it was simpler to do, uh, to use UDP instead of TCP for uh, like uh, NAT traversal and stuff. And so uh, where it's the current version 1.0 right now uses UDP. That does prevent some things from functioning, like for example, Tor. People would like to be able to use this over Tor for more anonymity or privacy. Uh, that's currently not possible because it's only UDP. Uh. Um, now, we are transitioning to, we're actually building basically a new version of OpenBazaar entirely called 2.0 naturally. Um, and that has some very interesting technical differences from the current version. One is that the back end, the server side, is going to be based on IPFS. And you're probably familiar with IPFS. But for mm. those that aren't, it's the interplanetary file system. Basically, it allows uh, a much more distributed web than sort of the, uh, the standard uh, HTTP-based web right now. So anyway, um, we're using IPFS. That allows the data for any one store and the listings for any one store to be distributed across other OpenBazaar users. So if your store goes down, so right, right now, if you're running OpenBazaar in the 1.0, you run basically a server yourself. And if your store goes offline, if you lose your internet connection, you close your laptop, yeah. your store is offline. Um, in 2.0, that's not going to be the case. Uh, your store should remain online if other people have visited it, because they are basically seeding your information to the rest of the network using this IPFS. Uh, so that, you know, building on IPFS, which is a, a sort of a new platform for, for uh, um, sort of an alternative web almost, um, you know, it's a new, it's new, so there's some challenges there on how to implement it, but we're very excited about, about the transition. We're also transitioning from Python to Go, which just makes it easier to create binaries, makes it easier to maintain dependencies, and it's just overall, uh, I think, a, a better, 
uh, programming language for what we're doing. Gotcha. That's really good sign that you're building up infrastructure. So, like both Bitcoin and IPFS are, you know, relatively new. And yes. So it gives me a bit of optimism for like seeing lots more projects like yours. Um, so finally, what's the? How do you see it going? How do you like Open Bazaar to end up? What would the implications be of it having less to take up? So, it's it's tough to say, but I would say this: if Open Bazaar or peer-to-peer -peer trade, broadly speaking, becomes um, takes a substantial portion, a proportion of, of trade in the future. What we're going to see is that you know, first, trade is going to be cheaper because currently the middleman takes a you know a, a cut from each transaction. So that cut can be redistributed both to vendors, and then I would anticipate they would distribute some of the cut back to buyers to give them an incentive to use the platform. So trade will be cheaper. Um, trade will be more private. There's not going to be these huge central institutions that are gathering information about everyone's trade centrally. Uh, it's only going to be between people involved. So people will be able to trade more privately. And in the same vein, trade will be much more censorship resistant. People will be able to trade with each other. And there's really not a, uh, a simple way to stop them. So right now, um, as I mentioned earlier, platforms can censor trade themselves on the government's behalf. But there are even other platforms that attempt to, uh, you know, hide trade that's occurring, like, you know, the, the Silk Road or whatever. They try to sell illicit things. Um, but those those services also have a central point of failure themselves, right? Like the government or often mm -hmm. uh, other organizations, whatever. They can come in and literally take that server down because that's a server-based model. But with OpenBazaar, that doesn't exist, right? Like it's everyone's computer talking to everyone else. Um, so I mean, we're not building it for the Silk Road use case or anything, but it does allow for censorship-resistant trade to occur, and um, that's not really been an option in the past. So we're excited to see what may happen. And what do you most need people to help with to make it succeed? What's your limiting factor right now? So we are the first decentralized marketplace that really has been widely used. Uh, there's been a few other people who've tried to build these projects, but no one's really been successful. Um, so the biggest need we have right now is simply people using it. Just tell us what works and what doesn't, right? 1.0 is sort of like, this is the first way people can even technically engage in peer-to-peer -peer trade. But it doesn't mean that it's the best way. It doesn't mean that it's a way that average uh, e-commerce users will be comfortable with. So we want people to come out, try the software, let us know what works and what doesn't, so we can improve it moving forward. Um, and of course, if you have technical experience, if you're a developer, we would love to have your help contributing to the open source side of it. We always love code contributions as well. Fantastic. So you just need to sell stuff and buy stuff to help. <laughs> Really, that's um, it. Great. Sell stuff, buy stuff, and then come to us and let us know what's working well and what isn't working. Uh, we do have a, a Slack group, which is very active, over 3,000 people in that group. Um, so I, I welcome anyone who's interested further about this to to go search Slack Open Bazaar. You'll find the sign-up link. Uh, come talk to us. We, we you know, very welcoming. Great. We, we Thanks for talking to me. Um, All right. Thank yeah, you very much. Time.